What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. You're listening to episode 1107. This is a show where I coach an entrepreneur just like you and hopefully help them come out better on the other side. And today we're speaking with Carrie Forrest from cleaneatingkitchen.com. And she has a really interesting predicament. She gets a lot of traffic. She gets 400,000 views on her website per month. That's amazing. And she's worked hard on that. She's been doing this for quite a while. However, as you'll hear, she expresses that she's concerned because she doesn't have any real connection to her audience. She doesn't even know really who her target audience is. And they're coming in for one thing, but not staying. So what can we do here? That's what we discussed today. So again, you can check out her website, cleaneatingkitchen.com and listen in because I'm going to coach her and tell her exactly what to do. Here we go. Carrie, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Pat. Absolutely. Why don't you take a quick moment to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Carrie Forrest, and I've been a health and food blogger for 10 years now. I can't believe it. And my website has always been focused on healthy recipes and healthy living. Of course, it's changed over the years. But the way it is now is I mostly write for SEO purposes, mm. meaning that because most of my income comes from the ad revenue on my site, I have to write articles and recipes that people are searching for. Um, for a long time, I just wrote like recipes about random things I was eating and I found I wasn't getting a lot of traffic and definitely not enough revenue to support a business. So long story short, I'd say in about the last two years, I've really learned a lot about SEO and I've been able to grow my site to about 400,000 page views a month. And so I get a really nice ad revenue from all those page views. But unfortunately, I feel like I've really neglected making a connection with my audience because I've really been writing for Google. And so um, I do have a copy of your super fans book and I'm reading it and I'm okay. finding it so helpful. But it's, you know, I almost feel like when there's the question of like speaking to your target customer, like I can't even really say who she is. I know it's a she and that's kind of the extent. Okay. So first of all, congratulations. I mean, you have this massive growing blog. The food blog space I know is quite difficult to sort of get into. And I have a lot of friends in the space from the Everything Food Blogger Conference and, you know, Pinch of Yum and Nom Nom Paleo. There's just some of my great friends online. And so I, I just commend you for what you've built. And I think it's so admirable for you to come on here and start asking questions about how to better connect with your audience. Cause you're right. We are very much drawn to SEO because what it can provide for us. And, you know, if you have ads on your website as well, I mean, that's, that's, that's your income. That's, that's important. But I think that it sounds like, you know, something is missing and I want to, I want to dig in a little bit deeper about why you feel this urge to now go back and connect with your audience more, despite, you know, the income growing, the the traffic going, like, what are the real reasons why you'd want to connect again with your audience? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think, first of all, now that I've kind of have a formula, and I know what's working, that's exactly what it feels like when I'm writing is that I'm writing a formula. And 10 years in, that's 
I mean, it's really only been about two years that I've been writing for Google, but it is starting to feel a little formulaic and Mm -hmm. I'm just, yeah, like I'm just yearning. I think the other thing is that I see online on YouTube and Instagram, I see how other influencers have built really like they're super fans. And that is something that I really, I yearn for that connection. I mean, that's really why I even started blogging in the first place was Mm -hmm. to build community. And I would love to have super fans. I would love to have um, I'm, I've been kind of thinking about going into YouTube and because that seems like a way that you can really connect with people. And I enjoy watching YouTube videos. And so I think it's just that feeling of just not feeling connected to my reader. And like I'm writing to a robot and I'm not writing to a person anymore. And then I would say the second thing is maybe more practically is that um, I've kind of learned the hard way that Google changes its algorithm. And and it happened fairly recently and I did get hit. And I've had hits before and my traffic comes back and it, it already is coming back. But it's a little scary when your search traffic, you know, that you depend on 80% of your revenue gets hit 30%. And so I would say that you know, just thinking more practically as a business person, if I have super fans, then I can create products or I could, you know, I am thinking about videos, but like, I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. You said all the right things. So when you build super fans, you have people who will follow you or help you or serve you and 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 be served by you no matter what happens in Google, no matter what happens in the social streams. And that's so important. And, and, and so I think having this conversation now is really key. So I hope everybody listening is listening intently because this is stuff that I think we all struggle with, especially once we start to see a little bit of success doing something that's more robotic and forgetting about, not that you forgot about, it, it's just that's what Google wants us to do, right? But then we forget about the other part of it, the fact that there's humans on the other end. So I want to play the role of somebody who just visits your website, and I want to understand how I can connect with Carrie. So right now, I'm likely drawn to an article or a recipe or something because you did a very good job of writing an article and targeting a specific keyword that I was looking for. So on that article itself, how might I connect with you or how could you include something that would allow me to get to know you or just get a feeling like, oh, this this person's really talking to me? Well, I would say the thing that I've done fairly recently is I've created three different pop-ups that mm-hmm. try to appeal to whatever page that person has landed on. So if I'm going to say she, but that's not you, but if she has landed on a instant pot recipe, then there's a pop-up that says, would you like more healthy instant pot recipes? And then I've created a beginning kind of, almost, I guess, like a funnel of emails that are really targeted toward, towards instant pot recipes. And so I start to build the connection on email. And then that's pretty much the extent of how she or you would get to know me. Okay. So first of all, I was going to lead you into a conversation about email and how important that is and how we can use that as a tool for this exact purpose. So that is great. You're already doing that. And we'll talk a little bit about what happens when I join your email list or when she joins your email list and how we can connect even further there. Because that's really what 
the formula is. You attract people for the content and they're coming from Google and they have no idea who you are. And when you get them on your email list, that's an amazing way for them to start to get to know you because it's outside of Google now. They're under sort of quote, quote unquote your control at that point and you can guide them any which way you want and you don't have to write for them in the emails like you would have to write for them in Google. You can point them to other uh, articles on your website to have that sort of feeling, but you can add additional elements. And like I said, we'll get into some of what can be included in those emails in just a little bit. But I want to talk a little bit more about that article and then how you get me to subscribe to that email list. You're still telling me about the thing that I came there for, which is great. And that's to draw. If you want more instant pot recipes, I love that you're deciding sort of different buckets of your audience. But when in the process do I get to know you? How, like, tell me about the articles and and like how much would you say is your personality a part of that? Are you writing stories about these recipes at all? I know some food bloggers do a really good job of, you know, telling about, you know, their grandma's recipe and what it was like to grow up in that house and how this has been an inspired recipe because of that. That alone gets me to feel a little bit closer to the person on the other end. It gets me interested in them because that's the big challenge here. How can we get people to be interested not just in the recipe alone, but then in you and the community that you are building. So tell me a little bit about if at all that's included on the front end before I even subscribe. Yeah, I think that is a great point. And I would say that I've really taken my personality out of my recipes on the front end. So people really aren't getting that. And, you know, you're making me think that because secondary, well, I have the Instant Pot bucket, and then I also have kind of a general clean eating bucket. And when people sign up for those emails, it's part of that series. I do get really personal and I talk about like my health journey. And those are the emails that people reply to, like at See? least, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I'm thinking, yeah, that at least as part of the Instant Pot email series. Yeah, no, I've made it very just black and white. Yeah. Here's the recipe. Here's more recipes. Here's more recipes. Right, right. How might you be able to include a little bit more of, of your, of you uh, in those emails? Not saying you have to rewrite all of them, but you know, you could insert one here and there. You could pop in a story as a paragraph before you lead into a recipe in a, in a current email. Just those little things, like as you know, and super fans can go a very long way with just having me go, oh, Carrie's cool. I want to come back or I want to subscribe versus, okay, I got my instant pot recipe. I'm out. Yeah. And I think that there's some fear there that I'm like that the more I niche down that I'm going to lose people because my instinct tells me, and this is what I do with my clean eating email series is I get really personal and I say, my recipes are gluten-free, they're dairy-free, they're really, these are recipes that I developed as I was recovering from chronic health issues. I understand that you may be, and, and these are really meant to help you, but none of that is with my Instant Pot series. Um, because I guess I've been, I don't know, I, I have this fear of, I, well, I guess there's a fear of being vulnerable. And then there's a fear of, mm -hmm. yeah, that people, they're going to be like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Delete. If they were to say that doesn't apply to me, delete, how would that differ from what's happening now? I mean, in a way it'd be better because at least I would know who I'm talking to, but I'm just afraid that that audience is, is so small or that I'm going to be limiting myself. 
let's dig in a little bit deeper. You're, you're headed in the right direction. I love that you said, you know, it, it might actually make it better because you'd know who you'd be speaking to. I'm going to tell you a quick sort of anecdote about, um, and likely you've heard the story before and many people listening have heard this as well. But when I first started online business, it wasn't a business helping people pass all the architectural exams in the world. It wasn't even really meant for most just architects who were in a particular part of their career. It was for any one person who wanted to know how to pass this very specific exam. And because my guide was specific just for that exam, when people had that pain of studying and and just the, the difficulty of that, they knew exactly where to go and who to go to. But not only that, they knew exactly who to share. And that was me. In this very tiny, like a niche in a niche in a niche. Architects, okay, sure. Architects taking an exam, okay, sure. Architects taking an exam about green building designs, there were a few, sure. Okay, no, one specific exam in that little space. And sure, I was, quote unquote, leaving out others. But as a result of, and and of course, I wasn't purposefully like, hey, if you're studying for this other exam, like you don't belong here. That's not what I'm saying. And that's not what you would say too. But you would sort of, in a connective kind of way, invite people into an inner circle within your space. And as a result of that, and you you said it yourself, as a result of knowing them better and knowing who they were, you can speak just to them and they will understand that you are their go-to person. And what if you had a thousand people on an email list who came in from the instant pot sort of uh, funnel, if you will, but you knew that they knew who you were and they would open every email and you could speak directly to them via email. How would that feel if you had a thousand sort of people on that list? Yeah, I would love that. I, cause I don't know who I'm talking to now, just like I kind of opened with and versus that, that other email funnel that I have, I do feel more confident. They know who I am. They know what they're going to get. I'm, I'm okay with saying, here's this recipe that's very specifically this diet versus yeah, my instant pot funnel that just, and I haven't actually, well, I guess I have looked at the analytics. I don't have it off the top of my head to see sure. how those two funnels vary, but I would assume that the the clean eating perhaps has a better open rate. I'll have to look at that. Probably because they're, they're getting to know you, but here's the other thing outside of, you know, whether it gets more open rates or click through rates or, or, or whatever, the truth is on the clean eating side, you have got, you've got that tribe, that group of people who know you for that. And on the instant pot side, even if that list was bigger, it would be more of the same. It would be more of just, well, here's a cluster of people and I don't even know who they are. You're actually doing yourself a service by, and them a service by narrowing it down. And you don't have to even specifically say, hey, if you are this, you don't belong here. You just be you and you are okay. you and you're sharing you and and you'll you'll magnetically and automatically start to attract people who are gonna like you for you. And if people don't, want that and they just want the recipes, they know where to go. They're going to go back on your site. They'll probably unsubscribe and that's okay. They're not a part of your tribe anyway. And they're not the people that that you're going to collect and, and speak to. 
And then ultimately what this does for you is you're going to start to see those replies come in, like you said before. You're going to even start to go a, a, a little bit deeper with serving them beyond the blog content. I'm sure with your clean eating people, you could probably go and say, hey, you know, I've helped you a little bit with recipes and stuff. What else are you looking for? What are some of the bigger struggles that you're having that I can serve you with? And they'll listen to you and they'll reply and they might give you some ideas for affiliate products that you could promote programs, other things that are even outside of the food space that they might need help with because they now are listening to Carrie versus just they're following you because you are the instant pot person, right? And so, and you don't have that capability yet with the cluster of people and the instant pot sort of group of people. So I would just say replicate what you've done with the clean eating on the, on the other stuff and use email as your connector. I think I would still go hard with providing for what Google wants because that's bringing people in. But guess what? Now they're going to come into your funnel and go, now I get to meet Carrie and I get to know her and and I like her. So I'm going to stick around or, hey, this is not for me. I'm out or I'm just going to go back to the blog and that's okay. Okay. I like that idea. I, I really like the idea of having just a better sense, a better connection of who I'm talking to. And then when I do want to create more products or maybe really get going with my YouTube channel, starting videos, then I think I'll feel just more confident that I can speak to that, that one person, that ideal customer who I just yeah. really don't, I can't see her face right now. I think that you could ultimately get to a point where if you were to start a YouTube channel, I think I think focusing on the email first would be great because then you can have that group of people who will follow you to YouTube. Because if you were to do it, like let's say, for example, you reach out to the Instant Pot people now. You go, hey, you know, I'm Carrie. I'm the person who's behind all these recipes. Hope you've been enjoying them. I'm starting a YouTube channel here. Some might go over and check it out. But if people have been following you, they know you and they want to see you now because they've been hearing about you and they get gotten to know you through the email, they're more likely to then follow you on YouTube. And not only that, they're, they're more likely to even um, share and bring new people in who are just like them and more of the same kind of person. So I think that could work out to your benefit to a point where I can imagine you even giving them a name. That's I don't know if you got to that mm -hmm. chapter in Superfans yet, but you know. Carrie's crew. Hey, welcome to Carrie's crew. You know, I don't know some group of people who just know you for you. And like, I want you to have that feeling of like, you are the the leader of the community uh, and, and you're in it and, and everybody's there together where you could go, Hey guys, I'm going to be in this city on this date doing a cooking demonstration who wants in. And you just have people lining up because they want to be with you. And I think that can happen. And you've gotten a great start. Obviously you've created this amazing foundation for it. Now's the time to start uh, in, in, in the way that you feel comfortable injecting that personality in there. And I think the email would be the place to do that. Okay. Yeah. And I really yearn for that connection. I really yearn for that day when, yeah, like I, I make a big ask for somebody to come to an event or actually do something significant and that I can see the results of that. That'd be amazing. I think that'd be yeah. so cool. So how do you feel? I feel, you know, I feel more confident in what my intuition was. Good. You just needed kind of permission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. That's a big theme here on Ask Pat is, you know, oftentimes I don't even need to figure out the answer because the person calling in kind of knows the answer, but they just want reassurance and permission. And so I give you permission, not that you need it from me, but uh, to go all in with being you and attracting the people who will like you for you and building that community that's going to really be thriving. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, your next career could be a therapist. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess I, in a way I, I can see that this is kind of like that, but yeah. no, I don't know. Uh, I appreciate you, Carrie. So what might your next steps be, just so so we're clear? Well, I feel very motivated to go into my 
email funnel, specifically the Instant Pot email funnel, because it's a pretty good chunk of my email list. And I feel confident about going in there, making tweaks to the individual emails and starting to introduce myself and my philosophies. Great. I think you could do a few things specifically in that email list. Like you said, go in there and you could you could add stories within the emails that exist. You could even include mm-hmm. an email some somewhere down the road that is literally just your story. And it might just, yes. you know, be a way to connect with people. Um, you know, go a little bit deeper there. And then I think that another email down the road, if you want to do this, not everybody likes this because then you get a bunch of replies, but you can have an email where now you're asking them for something. What What are you struggling with right now? Or, hey, um, you know, what's your favorite Instant Pot recipe? I'd love to put it together in a, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a group fat, like a, like a blog post compilation with members of the community's recipes featured on it too. And I'll, I'll make sure to put your name on it. Like what a cool way to start inviting people to be a part of the community. Because like I say, in super fans, when they're involved, they become invested and now they can feel like they're a part of it with you. Yes. And even just this idea of having a community, it's something I've always wanted, but like naming my community, feeling like I have a community, I'm part of it. I'm at least part of the leadership. Maybe I'm the the leader, but just this idea of of inviting people to be part of the community, you know, using that language even, I think will have benefits. Nice. I'm excited, Carrie. Do you mind if we reach back out to you later, maybe later 2020 to see how things are going and get a check-in and, and a pulse check on you? Yeah, that would be really cool. Awesome. Well, you know what to do. And I don't think we have to talk about anything else. So keep up the great work and just congrats on providing an amazing sort of starting point for the community that you're going to build. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you do. Where can people go to learn more about you? And what, like, where is your website? Where can we go? My website is cleaneatingkitchen.com. And that is the name of my little YouTube channel. And my Instagram is cleaneatingcarrie. You rock, Carrie. We'll see you there. All right. Thanks so much, Pat. All right. I hope you enjoyed that coaching session with Carrie. We came up with a good plan there. And as you could probably tell, she's gotten really excited about the possibility of just going deeper with her audience, figuring out exactly who they are, using the email list and all those great things. And I just can't wait to see what happens. Cleaneatingkitchen.com is where you need to go. You also need to hit subscribe if you haven't already hit subscribe to the show already. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for all the reviews. For, For those of you who have listened to the show before and have left reviews, that means the world to me. And as always, I just want to wish you all the best and make sure, again, you hit subscribe because we have a great lineup for the rest of the year here. I'm I'm just looking at the schedule right now. You're not going to want to miss it. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. So thank you all so much, Team Flynn. Just your incredible support is just keeps me going every single day. And uh, yeah, get at it. You know what to do. Cheers, take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
The Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.